0: the views and opinions expressed by the guests on this podcast are that of their own in no way shape or form do they reflect the official policy or position of the bottom dwellers dive shack
1: you've descended into the bottom dwellers dive shack a commercial diving podcast by working divers for divers.
2: This episode is
1: brought to you by the Pike Restaurant and Bar, located in the heart of Retro Row in Long Beach, California. The Pike is the official local hangout spot at the Bottom Dwellers. Chris Reese, owner and former Social D drummer, has created a kick-ass, nautical-themed, diver-friendly bar that offers great food, Great drinks and live music. That's the Pike Restaurant and Bar in Long Beach, California. Find them on Instagram at Pike Bar or visit their website, pikelongbeach.com. All right, welcome to another episode of the Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. I'm your host, LB Diver, and we got some special guests with us. Uh, as usual, we got Johnny. What's hey, up, how you Johnny. Doing? And our guest today is Marnie. Zebrowski. Is that how you say your name, Marnie? No. No. Zabarsky. Okay, perfect. <laughs> it's not Can a very you, good start. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah.
3: Zabarski.
1: Perfect. I said Zabrowski, didn't I? It all right. <laughs> okay. Zabarski. Okay, perfect. All right, Marnie. I'm really glad that you, that you were able to join us. Um, this is going to be a, a, a pretty fun episode. Um, and... See, we've got Freddie that's on with us as well. He's our sound engineer. Um, he's not going to say hi because he is a man behind the scenes. So I want to thank him for all the hard work that he's been doing on the Bottom Dollars Dive Shack. And I also want to thank uh, thank Johnny with the uh, Port Town Divers that has been doing a, a great job on this show as well. Yeah, I'm a good listener. You know, I don't do okay. much of anything else. So, well, you got the nice hair. You got the I nice hair. do have nice hair. Yeah. Thank you. So, so Marnie, I'm really yes. glad that we were able to finally track you down. Um, I put out a post because I saw a story on you being the first female saturation diver. Let's, we're just going to dive right into that. You know, oh. we're going to dress the elephant in the room. We're going to shoot it. We're going to skin it. We're going to make a piano out of it. Um, so the reason why we contact you is because uh, like I said, I saw an a, a post, that had your picture on it said the first female saturation diver. So then I put a post out there and said, "Hey, does anybody know who she is?" And the responses that I got were overwhelmingly good. So everybody was saying, "Man, I worked with her. She's a badass." And you know, man, this and that, and she's legit. And I, you know, a lot of the greats, they're very humble. So I know you're probably gonna say, "Oh, it's nothing," but. I want to hear your story about how uh, you got into the diving trade and where you ended up, where you're at. Okay.
3: Um, well, uh, thank you very much for tracking me down and having me on. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I uh, was able to check my my social media. I'm not a very social media savvy. I, I I post pictures once in a great while, um, but yeah. So when I get your your message, I was uh. Thank you.
1: (laughs) It's all right. Like I said, the the responses I got, we we would have found you either way had you not been on social media or not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, We've got people.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, and if they've worked with me before, I just, I never know if I'm like supposed to apologize to them or not. (laughs) uh, Most divers
1: do start with an apology (laughs) or with an all due respect.
3: Yes, no, I just apologize off the bat. <laughs> Especially uh, when I left Ivan and went into the office and realized, you know, when I started uh, project managing on the vessel for the vessel that I just got out of sat on. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, I'm fixing to shut down your health internet if you keep bugging me about plastic <laughs> silk spoons and stuff. I don't think you got bigger problems out here. Um, so then I called up some people and apologized to them in the office. <laughs> I was like I'm really sorry on behalf of Sad Um But how it I takes got a in-
1: while, right, to kind of tone your attitude down, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the whole yeah. office area is like a whole different beast compared to the field. It's like you can't say certain things, you can't do certain things, you can't punch people in the face because yeah. they offend you. But you know, <laughs> oh boy. you can't settle things All the right. way that you could settle in the field <laughs> when you're in the office.
3: Especially now, it's a different world, it's kind of a gentler place, apparently. But um, you know, diving is great because there's just you know, I mean, you just took over a place when you'd come in from a job and you go to the bar. You just there was no, yeah, no filters whatsoever, mm-hmm. and uh, no need for them. You just did your job, you loved your job, and you loved that you could you know, yeah. being rowdy and, you know, not, you're, you're not give a fuck. <laughs> and just and that's the allure
1: to the trade, you know, that's the allure to it. Yes. You know, is being able to settle your differences, you know, right off of the bat and not carry anything home and to go to the office. Like I said, you know, I want to hear that story too. You know? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, well starting, I guess way back, I just, uh, you know, it was, uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. So essentially it was kind of a mistake. I just did not a mistake, but just a, a hap- an accident, you know, uh, how life goes for me. Um, I uh, had been working in, uh, on a tiny island called Vieques in Puerto Rico and just met um, the publisher of Janet, um, Janet Press or he owned it. And he's an old, old guy, Irving Greenblatt. I met him <laughs> and he hired young, young kids to come down to Vieques. He had a, um, a plantation, old plantation. He turned it into a hotel and, you know, he'd hire kids to come down and work it. And I happened to be one of them and went down there and, uh, was drinking at a bar where the Navy, Navy guys, U.S. Navy owns like. Owned two thirds of that island, and they would bomb the shit out of it. You'd just be sitting there and you'd be like, "Is this where what's what's going on here?" They'd start bombing it, testing, you know, test, testing. And um, so I was at the bar one day and hanging out, and you know, these navy divers brought up, you know, hey you like diving, you like scuba diving and stuff." I said, like, "Yeah, I'm certified, but I don't really, you know, yeah, the water's cool, it's awesome." well, you can make money doing it. And it's the end of the conversation, really. The whole point of it, I was like, doing what? You know, commercial diving. And I was like, all right. Well, it just went in the back of my brain, filed away. You know, and then uh, one big hurricane later and a midnight flight off the islands to escape the authorities, which is a whole other story. Um, you know, I came back to the to uh Boston area where I'm from. And I was working at a hospital in human resources, temp job, miserable, looking out the window. I was like, that's like guy. So I started looking, you know, about the commercial diving. We came across the Ocean Corporation advertisement and um, asked around about it a little bit. Um, and yeah, they are like, yeah, you can make a hundred grand a year, all this, it's like sold. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how
1: they lure you in with that. Yeah. yeah, six figures, you're gonna make all this money, you know. Like, not giving you can't,
3: motorcycle, you know. Like, yes, not, uh, <laughs> I'm
1: not saying that you can, I'm just saying you can, but the majority of them, you're not gonna make that <laughs> right off the bat, you know. No, not off the bat, absolutely not, you know. As
3: long as you know, you're gonna start off. I mean, I had a, you know, obviously an inkling that, that would be it, but it was just uh anything, anything other than sitting in that office.
1: So Right. Um, and that's what I want to touch on. So you were like, you know, you you had an affinity for the water. You were already like a scuba diver. You were you know, you love the water. And then you got stuck in a soul sucking job yes. that was like at what point did you say, crap, do I want this to be my life?
3: Uh, yeah, when I was getting my appendix taken out. <laughs> like I, I I was sitting at that office desk and I just started like, wow, wow, I'm fumbled over in pain. And I, at least I was working at the hospital, but they just wheeled me. They didn't have to wheel me too far, but yeah, they <laughs> ended up taking out my appendix. Um, and then I healed up and that was where I just didn't want to go back there. I was like, anything other than going back there. And I worked with all great people and everything. It's just, you know, some people aren't cut out for that structured, you know, deal. I, you know, I like to right. travel around a lot. So, um, yeah, I packed up everything I I could and scraped up as much money as I could and headed down to Houston. And uh,
1: so, from Puerto Rico to Houston, that was what you did, huh? Yeah,
3: pretty much. You know, Puerto yeah. Rico, or service is where I'm from. It's like 45 minutes west of Boston. Work in blue collar town, and um, you know, so did a little bit of time back home, and uh, mm. yeah, hundred grand. All right, six figures. I'm out of here. I'm gonna go down there.
2: Six
3: <laughs> Yes, yeah. And I got down there, and Les, we're in the classroom, and Les Joiner walks in. This big old boy. <laughs> says, well, was, "Les, Les
1: Joiner's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We've had yeah. him on the show. Really cool dude. He is.
3: Doesn't really. pull punches." Yeah, he really is. And he, uh, he just started right off with, you're going to be cold, wet, tired, you know, just starving, hungry, and, you know, and that's just a crew boat ride. And then you're going to have to get off of there, and then you're going to do 12-hour shifts, and it's going to be hard. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, All right, well, I'm here. I ain't got a dime left to get back up the north, so. It better make this. it work. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then he went into this whole thing about how you know some of you are going to be lifers, like one percent of you are going to be lifers in here. The rest of you, you know, are going to fall out. You know, and and then there's going to be another ninety percent of you that are just going to be the the ones that do it and come up with something like the, the flange skillet and make your millions. <laughs> I was like, oh, that'd be cool, but no, I'm not going to be a lifer in this at all. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> I'm pretty flighty about stuff and it's hard to keep my attention. And um, yeah, all well, these years later, I'm just, you know, still here, still in the industry. Um, and, you know, the diving part of it, offshore part was, Probably the best I've ever, I mean, career, friends, everything. I, you know, it, uh, I smile and it warms my heart when I just think about all the years, outdoor, you know, working with all the guys that I work with, and still friends with all of them. The longer you're in the industry, the smaller the world gets with everybody. So now you're-
1: Super small world, super yeah. small world and 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 the funny thing is, is like at some point you know you do have to make a decision whether or not to transition to the office now the lucky ones can do that now given the unlucky ones have to go become painters or you know become you know something else
3: well I've, you know and i've seen that thought of it too like real close where you know they leave offshore for one reason or another and um you know and it's, it's difficult, it really is. When you've been offshore and you've been diving, you've identified as a diver for, you know, all those years, you know, well over a decade, you, you just, you have, to, you have to adjust and find, you know, keep rolling along, keep moving forward and find yourself again, you know? And, and that's really, it's hard, uh, it's a hard thing to do. Um, especially, you know, haven't gone through it myself. Where it's just like, right. you know, I mean, well, now I'm a mom, you know? So, you know, I mean,
1: being a diver is an identity. You know, it's it's not just a job. It's like who you are, you right. know? And for the most part, yeah, there's different people, but there's different divers, but everyone that's a diver is a diver through and through. And we all share the same. And uh, exp- the, the, I think I just said salmon, Didn't I? <laughs> we all share the same experiences that, uh, you know, and our affinity to the water, you know, yeah. and, and all that stuff. And, and, uh, it's really hard to transition sometimes into the regular world because we don't see our job as being a job, no. you right. know, yeah, not there's at all. a lot of, there's a lot of divers that I've met that said, yeah, you know, I got out of diving and got a real job. Or, you know, yeah, I left a trade to get a real job. We don't see our job as a real job, you know. So yeah. I'm just saying, though, it comes with an identity. And when you end up believing that, you have to transition into something else. And it could be very difficult for mm-hmm. some.
3: Yeah, it sure is. It was, it was difficult, you know, uh, for, for me. And I, you know, so I have a certain amount of, uh, you know, I, I empathize and, you know, sympathize for people that, you Know, have to come in or want to come in and and um, switch things up. And I understand, you know, that it's this, it's gonna be a trip to, you know, for them to, to try and adjust like that. Um, and then some people are just really, you know, I mean, man, I could many men offshore that, you know, were just like, you know, I would look at them and just be like, is there anything else you could be doing? You know, they're like, oh yeah, you, you want to clean a toolbox? No, I mean, for work, like, you're not, you know, go in the office, you, you've got a brain for, you know, you're, you're better off, safer and <laughs> off deck and, uh, you know, sitting in a chair and, um, you know, there there are people that are meant to be in the office that are, uh, that you want there, you know, that they've been out there, they see, they know, the worst is dealing with uh, or people in the office, project managers, you know, that don't haven't really done the work or haven't been off door before and you know we've got a you know a lot of engineers and whatnot so I think it's important that if you know you're gonna be running side jobs and whatnot you know you, you can have your PMP and, and all that and all those credentials but you know get your ass off door and you know understand you know that like if you're if you're um, designing something fabricating something that it's, it's not just a team of people working on it. It's going to be one diver in the water having to deal with it, too. And, um, you know, it's all what makes for a well-rounded, um, you know, a team, team member, you know, whether you're in the office or on deck or whatever, um, you really need to, to understand um, how things work out you know, and if you're dealing with a lot of, a lot of different things dynamically.
1: Right. right. A lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts very,
3: very much so.
1: and uh, divers just, and that's the thing too, is that us divers, we think we're the biggest cog in the wheel, but we're really just a small one.
3: For real. Yeah.
1: Really just that little tiny piece in the cog. And you've seen this from the business development side, you know, there's a lot of moving parts to this business.
3: Yes, very much so. And the diving end of it is just you know I mean I remember when I came into the office and I was a project coordinator I was just kind of sitting and watching the project manager who was you know handling everything that he did you know for, for the vessel I just got off of and, um, you know he was he was a diver himself and he so he and he did a great job he's one of the best project managers um, you know that I've, I've I've met and you know so I have a new still Doyle. And, you know, he really did a, a thorough job and he really cared, you know? And so when I got, you know, more and more responsibility, man, I just, I, I was getting emails from my buddies and sat, you know, that I was just diving with. I was like, you email me one more time. If you complain about the food or one more, like that is not even your, your, you set the internet on, so I can see, you know, how that goes. But, um, but when you're diving you don't see that you're just like in there and you're like i want to crash cereal. <laughs> you know like making your demands <laughs> yeah so but many many good years diving and uh so uh, yeah i worked my butt off um the best i could and i remember my first job one of my first jobs i should say i went out number red hat you know red hat tender Showing up on a shell inspection job, and I remember the the, the, the DT, the lead tender, looking at me, and he's just sitting there, and he's like, Great. He's like, You suck. I'm, like, I'm just walking up the gangway. I'm like, Just getting on the boat.
1: <laughs> Damn, you haven't even done nothing yet. <laughs> I,
3: like, you know, nothing. I just showed up, you know. Should he's be like, like, Yo,
1: mama. Yeah, he's like,
3: You suck. <laughs> he's like, You suck twice as bad. Like, you're a red hat and you're a kid. I was like, Whatever, man. I'm like, what but yeah, by the end of that, he was, was like, hey, I'll take you on any job with me. He was like, work your ass off. Said, All right, you
1: know, cool. I just, you know. Right. It's like, what what the hell do you say to that? It's like, you know what? want
2: to just work
3: hard. <laughs> <Right>. That's what <laughs> you expect. I need
2: a beer. That's what you say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but
3: yeah, it was, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, lot of stories, lots of differences, but um, you know, being a female out there, uh, but once it, 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 in my mind now, my perspective now is like a, a blink of an eye that um, went from awkward to an uncomfortable sometimes to I'm one of the guys, you know, and it doesn't take long. I mean, if you're working and you're doing your job, you, you earn your respect. And uh, so, most. Most of my memories of everything out there are, are, are very good and on but there are definitely moments, you know, and there's definitely personalities and whatnot that you you know that uh, you can conflict with and get <laughs> conflict with and help, get get restraining orders on if necessary. Um, but you know, so there's a um, there's that element to it as well.
1: And start rambling about that. <laughs> but, uh, I'm just saying that—that's kind of a shame. Um, as far as working wise, I mean, you coming into the trade, you were doing this because you thought it was cool, you thought it was badass, just like every other diver that starts this trade. For the most part, unless you grew up in the business and know what it's all about, you start this thing, you know, because of your love for the water and because you think it's cool. You know, it's like, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to travel the world. I want to be in the ocean. I want to swim with dolphins and do some welding, do some construction. You know, that's how everybody starts out for the most part, you know? And uh, so you coming into it, you weren't coming in like to be like the great, you know, feminine conqueror that, Oh, I'm going to make sure that this diving trade is, you know, equal and this and that. And, and all that, you know, now here I'm, I'm, I guess I'm coming on to some weird, you know, touchy subjects, but
3: mm-hmm. I, uh, I like see
2: honestly, you
1: as I a normal, <laughs> as, as a regular hand, you know, yeah. and that's the thing is that we all have to see each other as regular hands, you know, we don't see mm-hmm. color, we don't see gender, we don't see religion, you know, we just see hands and we see hands that love the water and want to be here.
3: Yes. And, you know, I mean, I'm not joking. When I say I had no idea what I was getting into, I really didn't. I didn't know, you know, that there weren't a whole lot of women doing this. I didn't know, but I didn't think like that either. You know, I mean, I, I've, um, it didn't dawn on me that I was, I mean, I'm, I'm like 5'3", you know, and back then I was about about 20, you know. <laughs> so um, it, it didn't dawn on me how, you know, it, it never occurred to me that I was, small you know i was i was a little person until i saw a picture of me on the back deck you know talking to one of my friends my big buddies i call him big ugly uh but he's uh gene dustin he was my best friend for you you know I mean, he's just now we're still he's still a good friend and you know he, he i don't even know how tall he is you know but he's, he's a big boy you know well over six foot and um i <laughs> just looking at this picture, and I'm just like this, yeah, I was just like this little person, look like a chihuahua barking at, you know, a Great Dane on the back deck. And I was like, you know, I look little. And he just looked at me, and they're like, well, yeah, you, you are little, you know. I'm like, well, no, I got a big attitude, you know. I mean, I got <laughs> – so, so I didn't really think, you know, a, a certain way. Like, I didn't think, like, you know, I'm a I'm female coming in. All right, now I'm here. I see it's mostly men and all right, well, whatever, you know, I work, you know, we'll work together we'll work and I'll work my ass off. And, you know, I grew up, um, doing a lot of residential construct things. We would, we would buy houses and, um, renovate them and whatnot. So, and I always got stuck, you know, with the shit jobs, picking up tingles, but you know, every once in a while I got the sledgehammer, I got the, walked down. And so I, I grew up kind of tomboyish, I guess, um, but working. And, uh, you know, when you've got somebody over uh, uh, <laughs> an authoritative figure over you watching you and for any moment you stop, you know, what are you doing? Uh, uh-uh, no, I keep going, keep working. You know, it's easy to adjust, you know, uh, offshore, where you know you get some downtime and you start walking the deck, picking up trash, whatever. And uh you know, you just keep moving, keep hustling. So that's what I did and I you know, I guess it uh I didn't and, and I didn't have like a super chip on my shoulder either. You know, I, I just not all the time anyways. Um mm-hmm. but you know, if you're you're all out there doing a job and this is what I tell a lot of the females when I go to the Oakland Corporation, um, and I talk to some of the girls that are coming up and when you graduate, just, you know, one thing you need to understand is you're out there, you're not gonna change anything. You're not gonna don't don't make your stand. I've seen girls come and go who thought, you know, I'm here, I can you hear me roar, I'm gonna do this, you know, when they're choking hoes or they're coming up on Dead Hose. And back then we didn't have there's no there's no assist, no mechanical assist on that. It's just you, you know, picking up dead Hose and uh you know, not wanting to help, and and some someone coming over, a guy coming over to help pick up on it, and you know, seeing these girls yell at him or get pissed about it. It's like, no man, you're holding up the job. Is what you're doing. You know, I mean, we're all here doing the job together. We gotta get it done. So let's get it done. Not, it's you don't have to prove yourself that way. Um, and I'm a dummy about that. You know, I mean, if I'm struggling with something, you know. Um, you looking around and if you're sitting there letting me do it, you know, you're going to get a talking to for me. Get over here, you know. Help out, man. Don't get be afraid to get your hands dirty. So there was a lot of that. Um, you know, and I guess it's, I don't know. It was just fun. It was just fun for me. It was something I'd never done and it held my attention because it would change. You know, it's always changing. You're always, you're never, like doing the same thing over and over. And so, a lot of you guys, you guys come up, you know, building cars, doing whatever mechanically. And, um, you know, I, I, so I have a learning curve there with some, some gear and, and understanding, you know, the mechanics of certain things. But, you know, I mean, not, I'm not alone in, in that. But, uh, you know, so I, I like learning something, learn something new every day, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And,
1: and, and that's a huge point there too, is that, you know, it doesn't matter what gender you are, or what you, you know, identify as you're part of that crew doing that job, you know, given a lot of these jobs that we get on our job to job, you know, so it's task to task. You've got to accomplish a certain task to make the company money to make yourself money. So you're all part of the same team, you know, going towards that same objective, which Ooh. is, to get the job done. So if you have to ask for help, you ask for help. It doesn't matter what gender you are, you know, given there's, there's a place for every single diver that's on the crew. You know, there's something that you can do better than somebody else or just as well as somebody else you can contribute because that's what we all are, are contributors. And, uh, I love that attitude that you had going into it. You know, it wasn't something like, you know, you had something to prove that, no, I'm going to choke this damn hose, you know, to death, you know, no, it's not like that. You know, you're you're all a crew, and you're all, you know, again going towards that same same task and objective. So if you need help, you need help. Ask for it. You know what the hell, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you know, starting to speak. I'm like, I understand the differences physically, obviously, in in strength and whatnot. And um, you know, I mean, I would come in and I'd I'd be working out. I'd be, you know, it's just your Especially when you're a tender, you are, you know. I don't care who you are. You, you're working muscles. The, the best is watching the tenders come out for the first time, and you know, <laughs> working the forearms, choking hose and stuff. You just did certain muscles you felt like people haven't used before. Yeah, I mean, some <laughs> some
1: divers more than others work in those forearm yeah. muscles. But yeah. um, we uh, we briefly, Johnny. It's okay to laugh. That was pretty funny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh.
1: But we briefly (laughs) talked about another diver, you know, that was like freaking kicking ass. Irene, can you tell us a little bit about her?
3: Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Irene is, um, you know, she she paved the way for myself, Kathy McIntosh. These girls were here before me. They were global before me. Uh, But Irene was, he was the senior one. If she was, you know, uh, she, she was, she was a ham. I mean, I, I have nothing but respect for Irene. I thought Irene should have been in sat first, uh, she put all that time in, She put, I mean, back then when she got in there, uh, you know, I think there was one other woman with her at some point, but I mean, that was way back in the day. And so, you know, I, I in comparison, it was like a cakewalk for me because she's already busted that down that door, you know, and global had already welcomed her in and she was there. Um, you know, now whatever circumstances happened that caused, um, you know, people not to wear in I mean, I know that there was an opportunity for her to go in and um, situation wise is being a standby diver out on the job and needing to, you know, needing to press the standby diver and they passed her up and I wasn't there at the time. So I don't know. i you know, you hear things, but for certain, you know, I, I, I think she should have, you know, been the first person in there. And so sometimes it's like, you know, when I'm talking, I, I it's very important for me to um, credit Irene for that. Uh, you know, she really, uh, you know, it just, however things rolled, that's how they rolled. And, and um, you know, it's it's all dependent on you know I guess you piss somebody off you know I I don't know it's it happens
1: personality yeah you know the, yeah, that's so a like, trade there 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 are politics involved a little bit yeah. but a lot of it's right place right time and it sounds okay. like you were at the right place at the right time when you got your tap to get in the tap. set
3: no, no. okay
1: talking. goddamn but
3: I'll tell you how I got in <laughs> I thought, <laughs> see I thought <laughs> that
1: was gonna be a perfect segue but you screwed up all right yes. tell us how you got it. <laughs>
3: You, uh, if I'm being honest.
1: Um, I'd yeah. love you to be 100% honest.
3: Absolutely. So, um, you know, I wasn't getting it. I mean, i I've been at Global for four years. Most of my peers, you know, they have broken out and they're, you know, Aaron in SAT before they break out. You know, they, they've had their shot. You know, and I get it. I get it. That a woman's not been in the SAT system in the Gulf of Mexico working, living. I get it. Um, I knew it was going to be challenging. I even I campaigned at one point where I was writing um, Bill Dore uh, a letter, you know, and and saying that I had looked it up, and there was a, a team of I think Norwegian women um, that pressed into a system at a dock, and just it was more of an experimental situation to see body wise and whatnot. Um, now forgive me. If, had a few, few brains cells, since, you know, I researched that, so I don't quite remember all the details of it. However, I know that there was a, a team of women that pressed in and, um, you know, did an experimental run. Um, so, I, you know, I, I, I wrote about that. This is the fact remains. It's been done before, and I understand, you know, that there would be hesitation, but I've worked here, um, all my peers are getting in, and I can do the work. So please let me in. And that you know, that didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't get in. Um, I was on the Sea Lion, which was my vessel. Really, I I, I worked that vessel a lot, and um, always the DP, lean tender and the standby diver. I was a standby diver, and they had a job, and um, they we came in. They desatted but they were going. We we're going right back out. And there was only a few days left on that job. So I was like, man, this is my, this, I'm going to, you know, smoker. Uh, Craig Milburn was the superintendent. Um, and I'd worked many years for him. He's over at Ballard Marine now. And he, uh, because, man, put me in. It's only going to be a few days. What's, a, you know, this is perfect. You know, I, just, that's a few days. Get in and if they don't like it, I'm coming out, you know, um, it'll shut me up and he uh and he wasn't they were going to put somebody in they were going to bring somebody else out to go in and keep me out there as a standby diver which is essentially a glorified crane operator on that vessel so um this i you know i knew uh I, i couldn't i was mad i was pissed and i didn't know what else to do you know if i need to go to another company or not but um I made a play, which was to call up the office to um, a particular person in the office. She, uh, she, you, you wouldn't want to rob a bank with her. She's, she couldn't keep her mouth shut. So I, I called her up and I said, hey, can uh, you do me a favor and not tell anybody? Just keep this on the down low. Can you, can you get a hold of my personnel file, please? And just, if you got to copy it or whatever, just give me a copy of it. I really, why, what are you doing? What's happening? I was like, uh, I can't really get into it right now, but can you do that for me? She's like, okay. 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 So like within a couple of hours, I want to say, I got a call. I was over at Academy sports. <laughs> smoker, who is Craig Milburn. I can call him smoker. I says, Pack your pink sweatpants. You're getting his fat. <laughs> I was like, I would have done that. I should have done that a long time ago. Um, you know, I don't know if they thought she, you know, she'd r- run her mouth to say I was either quitting or I was looking to sue or something. I don't know what, but uh, that's how I played it. And that's <laughs> and I got right in. And then um, I thought I wasn't, you know, I was like, man, I'm, all right, here's here it is. I'm going to get in and then it's going to be a weekend chat. And never in a million years thought i'd be going back in for like another year or whatever i thought i was always going to be fighting it but as long as i was getting in at least once to you know try my hand at it and uh, prove that i you know i can do it um and then i just they didn't let me out because i was in there and that was a wrap i was begging to get out after a while <laughs> like, man <laughs> like trying yeah, it's really nasty in here <laughs> but yeah, I got my ass handed to me at first job. You know, it was a, it was a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of learning curve there with uh timing, you know, you got five hour bottom times it was hand jetting and sugar sand and moving the boat around. And I, it was a, like being a red hat tender all over again, nervous and, you know, and knowing that everybody's listening and, you know, and they, 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 uh, they, they videoed everything at that point, and um, I found that video, but I can't play it. I'd love to play it for my daughter, but it's like on some be so cool, random huh? freaking old tape saying that I don't even I don't even know if they make a tape deck to play it anymore. <laughs> so have to get with yeah. Freddie on that one, huh?
1: <laughs> Is it right? Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Costco and I got some tapes digitized, you know, for a future episode that we haven't had yet. So if you got those tapes, I'll I'll take it to Costco for you.
3: Yeah, hell yeah. And And it's like I got I got like a floppy disk too. It's like floppy discs. I found I love
1: floppy discs. Yeah.
3: I saw those. I was like, oh man, I forgot these
1: even existed. Uh, Kids don't even know what the discs are in general. I mean CDs are getting phased out for kids' sake.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's half of this podcast talking about the old times. Back yeah. in my day,
3: you know, we had
1: these <laughs> no discs that you put in, right?
3: <laughs> pagers <laughs>
1: had pagers back then. So this this whole time, did you feel like people were expecting you to fail, or did you just not even care and you were just going about your business?
3: Mostly going about my business, but it took me a hot minute to realize. So it was another bit of advice that I give the females, the the women coming in is is um you know, don't let your head swell up when, you know, you're on a job and you go do something and, and, you know, you get your dive that, you know, all right, tenders a dive and, you know, go down there and do this. You know, you might come up and, you know, all you did was pick up tools and clean up the job site and cut the down line and come on up. And, and there's always going to be that client rep who's just like enamored with the fact that there's a female that's working out there and show up and, never never even glance at any of the other tenders but come up and give you the boy, you know just because you didn't die on bottom i don't know you know So like you know i tell them that you know so just just keep in mind always remember that you're not doing anything differently you're not doing anything different than the guy before you or the guy ahead of you or anything you're you're there you're part of the crew and you know and if somebody's giving you a compliment like that especially if it's a you know fairly simple, you know, a preview of a dive to get in your logbook. Um, you know, they just might, might not be have expected so much from you. <laughs> oh. You know, it's, it's not so much of a compliment. You know, they're, just more, right. they're more complimenting the fact that you made it up alive without hmm. complaining or whining or crying or you know, doing anything like a girl. Um, so and it took me a, a, a a hot minute to realize that too, you know, I mean, then sometimes I was just more made that I came up with some, <laughs> with some of those dives, but yeah. So, well, it's a, there's a lot going on and people said it's not, not just women, but in, in the guys too out there, which I never, you know, I always thought it's just a uh, boys, you know, I have uh, the guys, this is the guy club, whatever. and, you know, and I'm getting along with everybody. You know, it's like like having a bunch of brothers out there. Um, you know, some you fight with, and some you're close, good buddies with. Um, but there's a lot going on for them too. And um, <clears throat> you know, it's uh, sometimes you're 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 going through the whole isolation, or you know, you're beating yourself up a lot, you know, if you're thinking you, didn't, you blew a dive or you didn't leave, you know, you didn't do a, you messed up something, whatever, you know, you, you internalize a lot of stuff, but uh, you know, when I make there, tell the, the women that guys are doing the same thing, you know, so.
1: Right. I mean, as a diver, we're going to have a bad dive at mm-hmm. some point. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a dive that costs the company money, which is, uh, that that's huge, you know, half the time you're going to get run off the other half the time you're going to get that stern talking to, or you're going to get that being ignored and then talked behind your back. You know, those are the three outcomes of those, those dives that you just completely blow, you know, it's going to happen to everybody. Now, the thing is when that happens, if it happens to a guy, you know, a lot of times it's like, Oh yeah. You know, they just, just attribute it to that, that person's workmanship skills or that personality. Um, have you found that if something like that happens to a female diver, do they attribute that to gender? This is where we're getting into that dirty water right now.
3: Yeah. Um, not really. I mean, so I'm sure, yeah, uh, depends. Okay, so I've had, I've been on jobs where, um, you know, I've been out there with the other, female divers, right? And um one in particular would go down and just and be in the dive jack and, and and she would just drive the supervisor crazy like she's you know not listening or not doing what he's wanting her to do or whatever and just talking and doing her own thing and and him just coming unglued in and dive jack but not on not on the comms to her which was bullshit because he would tell me, you know, pull your head out of your ass. You know, he had no problem telling me to pull my head out of my ass if I wasn't doing something right, you know, or telling me, you know, look, it, it, you, you're messing around too much, you know, get back to the downline. Like, no, 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 <laughs> like, no, you're out of time. You're done, you know, and, and then nobody's pissed at me, you know, but now I was watching him and he's just, He's talking like he would talk to me, but he don't have his finger on that button. You know, he—he's not his finger's not on that switch. I'm like, man, how come you don't lay into her, dude? Like, you know, why you lay into her like you lay into me? Damn it, you know. like, <laughs> 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 he says, I can't, you know. He's, just, you know, because you know whatever reason that you know she was more of a sensitive person. I guess I don't know, um, but that. It was just a little different. We we're different personalities, and that you know, as sitting there being me, you know, as a female, you know, I'm like, well, that's some bullshit, you know. But I don't think so. For me, I've, I've seen I've seen it, and I'm sure it's I was dealt with that way, you know, but been completely unaware of it, you know, by somebody saying that, you know, talking talking about me because I was a female, I guess, or, you know, if I couldn't muzzle something around, but, um, you know, I mean, I've, I've had my fair share of blown dives and um, I don't think, I think I was harder on myself than anybody else was, you know, on me. Um, and that comes back to, I don't think anybody questioned the fact that I could do the work. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, you, Blue to dive um i uh you know i mean i've uh it was a little bit different for me and in my mind anyways i guess um i think
1: i I think part of it is that you're blue collar
3: yeah i mean i dished it out too you know so i I dished it out so i know i had to make it new you know um but there were you know I mean, you have different personalities out there, different personalities of the females out there. Um, you'd have, I've seen plenty of females come through that. I was like, she's going to be in sat with me, you know, but for some reason or other, you know, she left the industry or left the company. And, um, you know, there were a couple of good, good ones, you know, that I really, really wanted to get sat with. So I can have somebody to talk about, and, you know, <laughs> the, the female aspect of things and sad, you know, the, the gross shit that you don't want to bring up to anybody. And, and, um, just to compare and contrast or just to have somebody there that's just, you know, but um, when I was diving though, it, I mean, and then there were females there that would come through that just, God bless, please go away. You know, you're, you're gonna, it, you felt like they were taken away, you know, with, what had been established, which isn't, which isn't maybe the right way to look at it. But, um, you know, I mean, I remember being pulled in from, um, from Mexico. I want to say, yeah, I got called out of Mexico from the office. They pulled me out. Uh, cause there was uh, one of the females, that, um, back in the Gulf tender was working. And one of the boat hands was, was caught in the ceiling tiles. Uh, looking in on her while well, she showered, and she busted him, and immediately, you know, went right to suing, and um, you know, and that was, that's her decision, whatever, that was the, the route she went, but it affected me, I mean, I, I sat in Jim Dorey's office because of that, and you know, made made my case, like, look, you know, please don't Penalize me for that, you know. I mean, I, I've been at this company long enough, and I've never had to sit in your office, and you've never heard a peep right. out of me, you know. I
1: mean, you I, know, and and I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's no, kind of bullcrap. That's kind of bullcrap there, because no. seriously, there there's if he was peeping on a dude, would they pull all the guys off the job and say, hey, you know what? We've got this incident where this one dude was meat gazing uh inappropriately not that hmm. there's an appropriate way to meet guys. but <laughs> I'm just saying though would would they stop the job and pull you out of SAT or would they pull you out of a certain job because some other dude you know well, was a different you know type of person those people that do those things they're not normal those nah. people that, that, that harass those people that mm-hmm. freaking peep those people that that rape those people that do all those things they're not normal.
3: No. So do you and,
1: penalize the gender that they're targeting?
3: Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't understand it at the time, obviously it, it just didn't, you know, why would you pull me out of Mexico? I was, you know, pulling since I had a contract, you know, I'm like, bullshit, I want to make my money. And, um, you know, and that. But my goal, my main goal was to get in So knowing that, You know, at the drop of a hat, I can't even work the deck, you know, because something somebody did. So, it it did affect me. And so, I did, you know, it does take away. So, you know, and if you're a female, you're coming into this industry, you know, I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to come across it. But 9 out of 10, you're going to handle it. These guys are going to handle it on on, on that level. You know, it's never... A lot of the stuff shouldn't, you know, doesn't have to reach that, that point. Everything, right, so this is a thing where I wasn't going to yeah. get
1: at, too, is that had that been handled, see, I'm going to get in trouble here, Johnny.
2: <laughs> because we
1: all know how divers are. Yeah. Because I tell you what, if someone's caught peeping on our on, on our little sisters,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's going to get handled internally. We're not going to go to the authorities.
2: Right.
3: It's going to
1: get handled, and that person's going to get taken care of.
3: That was, that was, that's the way that it, in my mind, it needed to go, you know, and I knew the guy who did it, you know, and you never would have thought in a million years that, that was, you know, that he would have done something like that, but it's just as easily handled when you hit the dock. It's just as easily handled on the vessel by that by the crew, you know, doesn't have to be any violence, doesn't have to be anything. So you get off that boat, you know, but
1: more likely there will be violence.
3: Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it'll it, it'll get it would have gotten handled, you know, yeah. It just but I think um, you know, that was her golden baby, you know, and and I don't know what influences were were happening at that point for her. I you know, I think the first call she made was to her mother. I mean, she called her mother right off dump and I think her mom jumped into action and got a lawyer, you know. Um, I don't know, now I don't know whatever came of it. I know, you know, the only time I've ever had to go to court and um, testify to anything was for a guy who was trying to get one over on the company, um, you know, and calling me in as, like, a main witness, you know, like, and I... You know, what I mean, I'm sitting up there and I'm telling the truth. It's like, no, you know, you didn't pull your back out. You know, what I mean, he's trying to say he pulled his back out because the supervisor and the superintendent made him move blind flange from across. And I'm like, no, he had every opportunity. He's a crane and he had a previous injury. You know, I mean, it's not going to hang the crew that I worked with and that, you know, took care of me out to dry. So um, that's the only time I've ever been to court. You know, and 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 it was for a, a dude who was being, who thought he was going to get a payday. You know, mm-hmm. looking for it, setting it up that way. So, you know, and those are those people are there too, and I'm sure I could have sued. And I'm over, you know, for stupid stuff. And there's plenty of guys that could assume on behalf of my mouth running, (laughs) you know, and hurting their feelings. You know, I just, you know, it's, uh, you're there to do a job, you know, and uh, go into a male dominated industry and know, you know, and and be working out there. Um, You know, it's kind of like shame on you to kind of expect anything different, you know? I mean that you're out there. You're with a bunch of working, working men, and you know you're not out there with a bunch of accountants or lawyers or whatever. People are going to be off, little left to center. You know, um, just a mixed bag of people.
1: Right. And that's a and that's a huge point. And to tell you the truth, you know, this is something that needs to be heard. It's cold, hard, honest truths about the trade, um, about the trades in general. To tell you the truth, we're not advocating, hey, if something serious happens to you, you know, hold it in. No, we're we're not saying that, yeah. you know. But we're saying that, you know, there's other ways to deal with things, you yeah. know. And 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 uh, we're definitely going to keep this in the show because it's, you know, it, it's going to be controversial. We're we're not going to pussyfoot it around that but you've yeah. got to take blue collar and trade work and skill work for what it is. This ain't office work. Shit no. happens out there.
3: And you know? there's weird fuckers in the office too. But I will say, you know, offshore, you know, generally speaking, you know, you're, you're, you know, I went to college, i got a college education. Um, and I went into diving much to my mother's dismay, I guess, you know, But a lot of, you know, you're not out there. I'm not out there with a bunch of college grads either. You know, I mean, you're, you're out there and you're working and, and it's, you're in a trade. You're in, you're in a, you're in construction, construction, you know, to expect, um, you know, people to respect you as, you know, a woman, you know, and make some stand like that, a big feminist stand is not, um, the, the the most effective way to be an example is, is to not make an example of, 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 you know, um, I guess the word would be a Karen, I guess. (laughs) uh, You know, there's just no sense in that, you know, bringing to light why they, it is a male dominated industry. You know, why, you know, there haven't been a lot of women, you know, successfully running through and becoming stock and all of this, um, you know, um, so it's there, it's a, it's a career, it's a great career, it pays well, It's a, it was, it was, been was good to me, the industry has been very good to me, and, um, you know, and it's not because I didn't pull my own weight, you know, I remember somebody telling me when I got in the office, they were like, oh, yeah, so and so, some sales guy. So and so, uh, he was a sales rep, and he was saying that your bell partner carried you your whole career. (laughs) I was like, really? But tell my old bell partner, Kevin Erickson, he's, yeah, man, he was diving into his 50s, you know, hell of a diver. and he's a client right now, but like all day long, I was like, Hey man, someone says, uh, you carried me my whole career, you know, my whole sack career. He's, he's nah, you're way too heavy. There's no way I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're way too heavy. Yeah. I didn't think about it, man. Who's going to, you know, what health partner is going to cover for you and, and do your dive for you. You know, I mean, I don't sat at global alone for 10 years. That's 10 years. So, it's yeah. a long time. It's a long yeah, time,
1: They're not going
3: yeah, yeah. to keep me in that SAT system for ten years if you don't nope. pull the weight. You
1: know? No, because you're because if, if, if the company's losing money, yeah. just having you there. <laughs> no,
3: yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, it was just ten years of Global. I did another two years, um, one a year at Epic Divers, and then Viola. And that's Viola was you know my final. I was like I was done. I was like I have a life. I'm gonna on the
0: beach and have life and yeah yeah all right let's take a quick break and talk about our sponsor ocean eye inc do you love being the center of attention is it always about you you're damn right it is you're a diver at ocean eye inc their main focus is you the professional working diver you're hardworking and you deserve a company that's going to work just as hard for you call ocean eye at 610-621-5750 Or go to their website at OceanEyeInc.com. And listen, whether your company is offshore or inland, they got what you need at prices that will help your bottom line. What's even better is that they won't sell you gear and then just forget all about you. They're not a one night stand slap on the ass. I'll see you later, baby type of business. No, sir, they are going to take care of you for years. True and reliable end to end service. They can provide sales and maintenance. They have an expert team that can service the gear you have in your dive locker, keeping it working and making money. Because what's more important than making that dough? Chris Gable, the owner of Ocean Eye, is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to commercial dive gear. For years, he's written the dive equipment maintenance column in Underwater Magazine. Need a custom umbilical? They'll build them to your specifications. Need a Gorski or a Kirby Morgan hat? Yeah, they got those too. They can even do the overhaul for you after you buy them. Have a complicated job and need a dive spread? Call Chris at Ocean Eye. He doesn't try to sell you on expensive cookie cutter configurations. He wants to build you what you need for your job site and make you money. From dry suits to gas rack systems, Ocean Eye can supply you with everything that you need to keep your company running and profitable. Take a look at their website over at OceanEyeInc.com for more information or give them a call at 610-621-5750. That's
1: OceanEyeInc.com. Let's get back to the show. So you had a pretty darn long career for the most part. You know, given your career is not over, you're still in the diving business, you know, but as a diver in general, you know, that's that's still pretty long to last past 10 years, you know. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah. Which is I mean, kind of weird
1: because you don't say that for other careers. Like, you know, oh, you're a postman for 10 years, you know, that, oh, you made it to 20, you know. It's, I'm just saying, as a diver, our career <laughs> takes a toll on yes. the body and the soul.
3: Oh, I'm, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm a rapper now. Yeah,
3: I like it. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> um, Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it where, you know, and you say that, you say, yeah, you had a long career, and, you know, and you dove that those many years and sat and all that. But I, I still got guys that are, you know, doing it longer than me, you know, that are still hardcore into it. My bell partner, Kevin Erickson, like I said, he was diving in his fifties. I, I, I have no idea how I'm 49. And yeah, I, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I work, I still work my ass off at the house, you know, and, and on my property and stuff. Um, you know, and I I still do all the manual labor stuff that I love to do, um, but it hurts, you know, (laughs) and nothing makes me feel older than, you know, a kid. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, I still feel my age, but then I look at it and I'm like, damn, man, you know, and all these guys are still diving, they're still diving. And God, you know, they're, they're, they're out there and I, you know, flip through Facebook every once in a while and see them making the posts and you know they're the hardcores they the ones really mm-hmm. you know they're still doing it you know I'm still I'm, I'm in the industry but I'm just on the other end of it you know running around talking to clients getting work and you know spreading the good word that is Madcon Corporation
1: Madcon let's play yeah, Madcon <laughs> so how long has Madcon been in business?
2: Oh uh, since God bless, it was like give us that,
1: that company spiel you know you got to memorize that elevator speech right no, mm. I'd
3: I, I like to just slide it in casually so it
1: doesn't sound all oh, right okay
3: I got plug. you <laughs> <laughs> <Now we> dive, <laughs> it, Madcon <laughs> Madcon dives I have a big Madcon banner I had made for like one of the things I was like I
2: wonder if I can put that up in the back. They should have see <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
3: it's, it's big it wouldn't fit uh, my office is that big. Uh, but, uh Yeah, no MadCon's. Uh, I love MadCon. Bruce Strader is the principal there. He and um, he approached me. I told him I was done selling diving. I was like I, I don't want to sell diving, but I've looked at your company and what you what they do. Um, you know, it's specialized. You know, uh, structural stabilization, patented process on. Um, routed clamps, routed members, um, and collapse well repair. Uh, a lot of corrosion repair. Um, so there's to me that's that's marketable. That that's I can sell that because it's continually going on. It's it, it's needed, you know. And diving has been volatile, you know. It's just been with in the Gulf of Mexico, you know. It's just yeah, the Macondo, you know, deep water horizon, you know, that blowout that killed. That killed it, you know. I killed the the money train for the divers. Um, but Malcom was that Malcom made stayed in bit. They were rolling along in business, doing conductor repairs. Um, you know, parted well. You know, um, pipeline repair. You're still and all those guys. All our guys dive. So all those guys do the topside work and. And get in the water, you know. So it's it's easy stuff. So that's how I have to look at it, and and that's what I love, you know. And there's nothing but infrastructure repair needed. We need we need to work on our infrastructure. bridge bridge repair. You guys know you're inland, you work this stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, to me it's a uh, it's an easy, it, it's it's a no-brainer. Madcon's a no-brainer. And that's cool. Yeah, that's cool
1: because it's hard to find places that, that that'll give you a shot to get a little piece of everything. You yes, know? Yeah. Cause you have to sometimes travel to two or three or four different companies to get a little piece here, a little piece there, a little piece there, a little piece there, you know? Yes. So it's pretty neat that MadCon lets those entry level guys, you know, get a little piece of the, uh, you know, the whole pie. Which yes. is pretty neat. Plus, you know, I
3: mean, just the, the people at MadCon, I love, you know, Bruce is just good people, you know, it's just, down to earth and fair, very fair. So and I don't know too many people that have, could have a bad word to say about, about him or our crew. Um, so it's a, it's a good company. I, I'm, I'm really, you know, and I was at the end of it. I mean, I, I had uh, moved, I bought a house and I was working at a ranger offshore. Uh, selling for them, and it was, I just I, you know, selling diving was tough. It was a tough gig. It's doggy dog on that, and um, and I was over it. I'm just done, you know. But I went in. I was like, all right, I'm buying a new house. We good here? Yes. Go ahead. Enjoy your new house. Congratulations. Great. Moved in. Bought the house. Moved in, and like a couple months later, yeah. They, they were done, it closing up, sold to, sold to, uh, to uh, Petra, and um, that was a wrap. So it was
1: oh thank you very much. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Like, that was my biggest fear for owning a house. Like, yeah. seriously, always rented, you know, me and my wife, we always rented because I told her, I'm like, look, we don't know where we're going to end up. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, we, we we might be in a different state. So yeah. I am so anti owning the home right now. You know, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's like my that was my biggest fear until I, you know, have the job that I have now. You know, but uh, yeah, no, it's a fluid. The diving business is fluid, just like water. You know, because you don't know where you where you're gonna end up. You know, yeah, and and if you're not,
3: and if you haven't made yourself, um, you know, if you haven't if you haven't focused on learning other aspects of your of your trade or you know i mean there's a lot to it it's, it's more than just the manual labor you know but if you haven't learned how to manage it or you know how to how to get a job for the company you know or, or meet clients and stuff like that if you haven't, if you haven't learned that end of it um you know, I guess yeah, that's where a lot of guys get hung up where they're like, all right, you know, what am I gonna do now? Flip burgers, or am I gonna go roofing or, you know, am I gonna you know, go into carpentry? It's like you have to have a, a whole shift in your head, but you can still stay in this industry. There's so many different aspects to it. You just have to you know, that's why it's important to, you know, kinda kinda learn it know it. You know, if you're out if you're out on the job and you're diary, you stand by diary, you're on the surface, you know, it's like listen you know listen to you know look at the procedures and you know see you know there's a lot to it that that you know went from 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 the start there's a lot of moving parts and um, you know if you don't have the interest in learning any of that then yeah i guess you, you you're going to be one of the ones that goes start the new career you know? now
1: given you can be kind of like you know our mutual friend mark Butler that's freaking diving and sat till he's, yeah he's you know, one he's one. yeah he's like 51 right now you know he told me
3: absolutely it's still rocking it out there
1: yeah yeah he's freaking killing so yeah. he was telling me I, I see i tried to segue there because he was telling me that you were also a boxer he said quote you could have gone pro what do you have to say to that in your boxing career Right. What was your record?
3: I no see. There's no record. See, see, I'm like killing myself trying to remember when I was around Mark when he saw me sparring or just messing around or hitting a bag or whatever. But like I said, my memory is you know. (laughs) You took uh, too many
1: punches. Then is what you're. Maybe
3: yeah, (laughs) Deidre (laughs) Gogarty. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Deidre Gogarty was a women's world featherweight champion and. I was living in Lafayette, Louisiana and um, Young Solaria and uh, I decided I was going to, you know, I mean, I, I'd always grown up, you know, hitting that heavy bag. Um, and that's pretty much the extent, like going to the gym and and working out on a, on a heavy bag. And uh, so I walked into Bo Williford's gym in Lafayette in And I had no idea who Deidre was. And I'd just seen, I'd seen her fight. It was before the Tyson Holyfield fight. And she fought Christy Martin. Who's a brawler. I mean, that chick's a brawler. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a bloody, and people didn't receive it very well. It went Mm -hmm. full. It went all every round, but they didn't like to see that bloody. I mean, she, and it was a bloody fight. Mm -hmm. But Deidre, and Deidre is a very technical boxer, a professional boxer. And, uh, Class act all the way, Irish, an Irish lady, and very soft spoken, um, very humble, uh, and would kick your ass. I mean, I just in the ring, like man, woman, whatever. I mean, I'd seen it. I'd seen her out, <laughs> out, uh, outbox some men in there. You know, I mean, she's a professional. Um, so they put me in the ring with her. <laughs> she was awesome. I mean, she was. You know, I was training with her. Bo had me training with her and, and, um, you know, I just, and I loved, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, but I would, the the problem with it was I would go offshore. So I'd come in and I'd go to the gym I'd show up and it'd be like starting from scratch, you know, all over Mm -hmm. getting in there and getting in the ring with her, I'd get in the ring with some guys and, um, yeah, it would just, She'd she would, she would hand it to me. I'd walk out, I'd be go I'd be driving home, I couldn't breathe, you know, I'm just like I can't even breathe out with my nose. But and she was I mean, she wasn't even giving me a yeah. nail of what she had, you know. <laughs> but uh had I had I stuck with it, had I been, you know, home all the time, you know, it would have been an honor to train under. her. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, because um, I mean, you were already like her sparring partner. It sounds like you know every well, so, so often.
3: You know, very brief, very brief. Yeah. I mean, you know, but it was it was an experience, that I, and I just you know, I I, I mean, like, once again, had no idea walking in that gym, whose gym it was, and who she was. I mean, I literally had to look it up. You know, I was like, no way, that was her. You know, that, that's that fight. Right. You know, and but yeah, and she's tough. She's tough. I mean, real tough. And Christy Martin is just a brawler. You know, I mean, she just, mm-hmm. you know, she's just, a, she's just a brawler. Theater, not so much. She's like, she's just very technical. And that's, that to me, was, you know, you want to work, learn that you can, you know, you can brawl. You can, absolutely, people can brawl. But to have the, the technical ability, that she, the technique and stuff that she did, the classic, you know, she's nothing but respect for her. Um, and humble, just quiet, soft-spoken, you never know. Can she speak English? She's so soft-spoken. Um, but yeah, she's, she's a hell of a person, a hell of a trainer. Um, I had seen her uh, many years later, uh, just happened to show up to an exhibition fight that I was that was going on, and, and her and Bo Willifrey were there, and I just did a quick hello, but yeah. And it felt like a failure. I was like, man, I just you know, like <laughs> I like, uh, stuck with the diving. <laughs> You're
1: a diver. You're not a failure. You're just yeah. yeah. Just a different different type of person that just doesn't give up even though when they should, you know. That's yeah, what all the divers
3: are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: that's
3: the same the same way to look at it is that way. Yes. Me, yeah. I just took one look at her, I was like, oh. I hang my head in shame. I really wish, because I really <laughs> wish I could have gone the distance and, you know, and trained with her more. But it hey. just seemed to pay off to come in, you know, go off through for 30 days and come in and just be stuck in wind. Like, you know, it is like, I mean, that's a, mm-hmm. I'd say soccer players, like people who play soccer, that, that's too can step in a ring Jeez. and go, go those rounds. it's So much
1: endurance, things. huh?
3: Yeah, uh, endurance and 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 lower body strength. Lower body strength.
2: Your your legs.
3: Huh. Oh yeah, your legs gotta hold you up when the rest of you from here up is just getting hammered. <laughs> You're just well, like.
2: I think we should
1: sponsor you for a fight. Get back into it. Get this to a training.
3: Horrible idea. This and a then you'll fight idea.
1: Johnny at the end of the year. Oh. <laughs> in Vegas. Let's do it. Oh yeah! yeah. Right. I'm ready. Yeah. We can have MadCon as your sponsor. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Alright, take us up on it.
2: Terrible
1: idea. <laughs> it's a super terrible idea. Super <laughs> terrible because Johnny's going to show up drunk, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to trade. That's obvious.
3: <laughs> yeah. He's going to get bloodied <laughs> up. If his all
1: greased up. Beat me to a pulp. And then we're just going to go drink more. <laughs> right? <I know. laughs> You're going to punch you around a little bit.
2: Uh, that,
1: that's too cool, though. That is an amazing story. <laughs> that is. That's you, a story. You know. One
3: of <laughs> yeah.
1: well, well, let's hear another one. Tell us another amazing story about oh, beating no. up a, a humpback whale or something. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No beating up sea life. No. Not this trip. We don't want to. Angry I got
3: to the sensitivity piece. training. I told I my sister, my daughter this because my daughter is ten and yeah, uh, uh, you know I see her with her little friend. She's like a right. neighbor neighbor kid down the street, and he he's a sweetheart, but she's they're mean to each other. They they've got this like great friendship, but they're just always you know just
1: oh dear, just that
3: playing insults like at, at each other. But oh, I have to dear. tell her I'm like when you do that, you, you make sure you're, you do it and, you know, keep loving your heart and be kind, you know, don't be like mama. <laughs> Cause too you funny. know, she, she, she's never seen, you know, she's never seen my, the off version of me. Oh, but, that's too um, yeah. uh, so,
1: so your daughter doesn't even know when you did know. you get out of diving? You got out when you had your daughter? I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not kid blaming or anything, but no, like, I'm just no, saying. No, no. Like, when when did you make the decision to leave the trade?
3: Um, so I I was offshore and diving, sat and um, you know, just having 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 a couple of moments where I'm thinking, you know, everybody else is, you, you go offshore, you go to Mexico, and and I'd get asked for the Mexican riggers, you know, I mean, I'd be working with them and. And they'd be talking to me like, how many kids do you have? You're like, none, man. I t- obviously I'm out of here, you know. And I'm like, Oh, you need to have kids, you know, and I am like, no, man, I need to work and <laughs> have, have money and then go in and, you know, be be a baller. <laughs> and you know, in my mind. This is
1: just it's just that bling bling.
3: Young, young young, dumb and having money. So, um, but uh you know, but then, you know, later on in your life, and you're sitting in the rack and, you know, and sat and you're listening to this one fart over here, and that one's talking shit, and you're just like, you know, like, probably should think about maybe having a normal life, you know, I mean, there's no, you know, there's, I'd already been divorced, you know, I'd married, divorced, um, You know, so it's just kind of like it started, the wheels started turning. The biological clock wasn't ticking so much, but the, it was, um, it was, it was starting, I guess, where it was just like, what am I going to do? Am I going to be sitting out of here? Some crusty old sea hag doing the same thing. Like, <laughs> you know, just sitting on a radio, smoking, going, get up on the diver's slack. You know, it was like, that thought scared me. You know? I don't like,
1: know. That seems very attractive to me for some reason.
3: <laughs> oh <my laughs> God, I would love that. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a certain path that you follow and that would have been, you know, I mean, it's, you know, like, all right, we're going in, we're going to the bar, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, well, you know, all right. I need to maybe, let me go check out the office and the things, you know, and that way I can learn a little bit more and worst case scenario, which isn't even worth case, I fully planned on going right back offshore because I knew I wasn't put out for the office. Yeah. However, I wanted to, you know, I, they were pushing me into, I bet um, it was when I was epic, too. Um, you know, my, my, my friends are supervisors and the superintendent, and they're like, all right, you're coming on set, and instead of going back in, you're going to rotate in as a supervisor. I was like, what? Ah, I don't want to supervise. No, I don't want to sit up there, you know? I just I want to be in the tank, because tank is, like, you go through your job, and then beyond that, there's no accountability. You just sit there and eat and drink coffee and, you know, play games and, you know, do your thing, and it's fun supervising your responsibilities. And you get stressed, you know, it comes with stress and safety meetings and all that. So I was like, nah, I don't want to do that. But that's, nope, Marty, there comes a time. I remember the superintendent – brought me out we were at a Buffalo Wild Wings and he had to have a, had to have a Buffalo Wild Wings meeting over pitch a pitcher of beer and be it's so
1: funny. I've also had those heart to hearts B-dubs.
3: dubs.
1: The wings of beer or what?
3: Yeah, no, he pitcher beer, he's like Marty, you know, it just comes a time in everyone's career where, you know, you gotta start moving up to moving on to the next level there and that's it. You know, it's not, don't take it as an insult. Just, there's an active progression here. And I'm like, you're benching me is what you're doing, man. I don't want it. First day of a safety meeting, I was like, uh, 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 you know, man, I couldn't even talk to the tenders that I could yell at. No problem. If I was, you know, but now it's like, they're looking for guidance and, you know, they're looking to, you know, all right, you know, where are we supposed to, you know, what's happening for the day? And Yeah, it was a whole different evolution of thought, you know, so I was like, ah, I wasn't really thrilled with it, but glad for it. And he was right. You know, I mean, just sitting up there and, you know, having some responsibility um, didn't take long before, you know, yelling at everybody equally again and trying not to kill people on bottom and all that, uh, but learning it. And learning, you know, that it's a whole different, you know, ball game in there too. You know, right, maybe. and
1: and I imagine it was a little bit easier to transition into the office, you know, when you had the new responsibility of, of, of having a child. Um, um,
3: yeah. That was how, like,
1: how did that come into play?
3: So I uh, working at Vuelia, you know, yeah. Once again, it's sitting in a rack and just kind of like, holy shit, yeah, no, see hide, no. All right, go in the office. Went in the office and the um, uh, the director of projects. Um, he uh, he sat in got his office He's Like, look, honestly, you guys come in from offshore the divers. You, you know, he was an engineer, and um, he had you know engineers. They people, you know, it's not divers. It's fucking divers. You know, kind of deal. You know, it's you, you're. And I still didn't get that yet. You know, I, I really didn't understand like the, the pain in the ass that we really are mm-hmm. to them. Um, you know, and I, I came in, I went to the damn mall and I had some lady help me get real like clothes that, you know, made me look professional. And I walked in and I'm like, I can do this. I want to learn this, you know, he said, Yeah, you're, you'll be lucky if you last six months. I said, okay, and showed me what the, you know, we were negotiating pay, and and uh, I was like, ooh, yeah, you bring that up a little bit, you know, he's sliding papers back and forth, and I said, uh, I've got a college education, he's like, you do? And that boomed that up, never used it, never used my degree for anything, but-
2: Except to get a raise, baby. <laughs> yeah,
3: this is big, give nice. you a pay raise. Um, but yeah, he let me know, we don't last long. So and absolutely, he was a hundred percent correct. I was in there, um, you know, a few months, and uh, my my boyfriend at the time that I was hanging with, uh, you know, we we were rolling, and um, yeah, I got knocked up. Man, <laughs> I was like, well, shit, you know, that changes things. But it was it was absolutely the best thing to ever happen. Um, you know, it was a, it was a Panic moment there. was. It was. I didn't know whether to be happy or freaked out or what. Uh, I didn't think I was ever going to have kids, you know. And I had uh, my own moment of self. You know, another moment of like, holy shit. Here I am. I'm on the beach. I'm doing. What am I doing with my life? You know, uh, everybody's got families, and here I am. I spent most of my my time offshore, and you know, what am I doing? woman and I'm not gonna have kids and that's when the, the clock was ticking and uh it wasn't long after that and that that I got knocked up and <laughs> I realized oh, shit, I gotta keep an alarm clock now you know be waking up to an alarm clock the rest of my life now that, that that realization was you know I mean values are are you know glorious narcissists you know it's it's us in our world and we think it's you know, we think highly of ourselves. And, uh, so I was still in that thought process, like, you know, oh me, you know, it was, all, it was, it was all fresh and new, but it was like, for me, I've got to have an alarm clock now and shit. But, um, it didn't take long, you know, when you start going to your doctor's appointments for me to like, actually like, Nope, this is not about me. This is, my body's not mine. my everything I'm doing is is for for this thing in here. <laughs> and yeah, and that's that was it. That was the moment I really grew up. Um, you know and and as my boss told me, lost my edge, <laughs> was, became a kinder gentler person, apparently, but
1: um, right. And I mean, you kind of had to do what else. you had' to do.
3: Yeah, fine. but it was, it didn't, it, then it turned into, it was, it was more of like I was, you know, fumbling around to, you know, it's like, all right, well, this is the path I have to take. And, and I had a direction. It wasn't me just kind of talking shit to people and knowing I'm going to go back off door. It was like, oh no, I have to make this work and I have to kick ass doing it because this is what I'm used to. I'm used to making this kind of money. And I want to be there. So, and now I've got a child. Like, I remember days when I was like, I mean, just so stupid. And my closet coordinated seasons, you know, and beyond that season, I would go to Salvation Army. I'm going to get some new stuff. I got pregnant and I started. I didn't, I didn't get rid of nothing. <laughs> like, I didn't know what, what kind of financial toll this was going to take. <laughs> and not making that set money anymore. Yeah, it was a... Uh, yeah <laughs> diapers cost dinosaurs. a lot yeah 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 <laughs> with diapers uh,
1: and child care you know
3: oh uh, yeah it was no joke it was uh it was an eye-opener but i grew up real fast and you know the guy i was dating <laughs> who's father of my child he said to me he's like you changed. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Of course like,
1: this what? is your fault, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh shit, I changed. <laughs> Be glad I've changed. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so yeah, my daughter has not, um, she doesn't know that side of me, she doesn't know the, you know, but she, you know, I, I've, uh, I've had plenty of time to, to you know dial things back and um and nothing nothing dials you back quicker than having a daughter too i mean yes. i was all stoked about it i was like man was awesome we're gonna t- i'm gonna teach her how to change the oil i'm gonna teach her out mm-hmm. you know how to do all this stuff and and yeah 1973 plymouth barracuda and yeah i thought I'm gonna give this car to her and we're gonna, you know, we'll be working on this, she'll know this car inside and out. She hated that car. It's too loud, mama. It's too loud. It smells, mama. It smells like funny. All right, so you know, the universe is funny like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> she'll get it, she'll go, she'll keep the skateboard, she'll get on the longboard and skate, okay. you know, with me. But uh she's you know, back in the day she was I got pictured of her with a wrench in her hand, you know, tightening up the trucks and on the on my board. And but she's got her little sparkly nails on and her purse. And um, nice. I recently took her to the Ocean Corp. Uh, Ocean Corporation had this phenomenal, successful um, uh, events Women Women and Welding Day, and um, they contacted me to come. And and I was like, hell yeah. Uh, you know, and then I was sick with COVID. Uh, I got throttled with COVID, and you know, and um, so I was, you know, still still a little bit out of it. I mean, I, you know, over the COVID into the pneumonia mm-hmm. and healed up, you know, healing up from that. And uh, it was it took a lot out of me to go to that, but I brought her, and it was she wanted to go, and I was like, man, we're all right, we're going, we're going, because I want nice. I want her to see, you know. And then they've got dive tanks there and, and it's just it would have been she, a, a glimpse is to a little bit of uh what i did that she could see and was tangible you know she put her hands on stuff and i had no idea what was yeah how great that day was going to be you know, just just as a mother, not not only as a as a woman in the industry, seeing all these women, they flew women in, and women flew in from all over the country. These these welding, these women in welding were um, social media influencers. You know, and my daughter's always on, you know, like the the YouTube and watching all these tutorials mm-hmm. and stuff. But it's mostly because you know she's she's the polar opposite of me with. When I was that age, so I'm climbing trees and you know getting beat up by my brother and stuff like that. But you know, she's she is stealing my makeup and putting it, you know, learning all these makeup tutorials and, and to the point where I'm looking at her I'm like, oh my God, can you teach me how to do that? And like she's she's the, I mean, she's amazing. That you know she's learning all this stuff, but I wanted her to, you know, be exposed to a different side of things. Yeah, you that know. blue
1: collar side, right, that you were exposed yeah. to.
3: Yeah. I, it's important to learn, you know, to get your hands dirty and to know, you know, that you can, you know, everything, I, I think it's, as a parent, you might, you could understand this. That they don't really always want to listen to anything you say, you know, but somebody else, they'll learn from somebody else that, you know, it's you're just the Charlie Browns teacher in the background. Wah, wah,
1: wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: You got to do a little reverse psychology sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, so, you know, I can tell her to, you know, go go clean out the chicken coop and help me build this fence and all this all day long. And she won't, (laughs) you know, it's just the griping, the moaning, and the groaning and stuff. It's, you know, but um, so I wasn't going to reach her that way with the manual end of things or, you know, just to know that she's got other options that, you know, that she can do other things, you know. Um, And so bringing her there, I mean, she, she, just watching, I I didn't even know where she was at the time. I'm a hover mom. I mean, my kid is not going to be allowed to run around, run amok. I had no idea where she was. I was talking with a student and another welder um, and they're, you know, answering questions. I was sitting down talking to them for like an hour and no idea where my kid is. No one's running around and, one of the guys, one of the instructors comes over and he says, uh, you know, uh, I just, I don't need to interrupt you. Know, I'm like, and I was giving him shit. I'm like, what, what, what? Now that you're interrupting us, what is it? And he's like, I just thought you want to know that your daughter's over there welding. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Damn, your it?
1: daughter's diving and sat. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> that's the
1: next thing. <laughs> how it happens that
3: quick. So. Mm,
1: it's too funny. Yeah, I got Do you to advocate it. a career in diving for your daughter? Let's ask oh. you the tough question. You oh. said no pretty quick. You said yeah. no really quick. <laughs> that was real fast. <laughs>
2: I, didn't really
3: <laughs> I didn't even finish the
1: question. I didn't even finish the question.
3: That's That was a... That was my initial response always <laughs> to the baby. Somebody would be like, oh, you know, are you going to let her go offshore? I'm like, no, women don't belong Hell offshore. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a man's job. No, no, no. But no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if, if and I've, I've had these thoughts with her, but she's, you know, if you 10 that these kids are going on, like, you know, they're 10, going on 15, you know, as far as their, what they have to think about these days. And, um, I mean, when I was ten I was just running around climbing trees and trying to avoid getting beaten up by my brother. She had, she had, like thinking all kinds of, you know, I mean, she's, she'll hit me up with stuff like, well, what if I, you know, would you still love me if I, you know, did this or that? And, and you know, you just you got to pay attention, you know, I mean, I'll be multitasking and, you know, she'll slide those questions in and I got to, sometimes i'll just give her a smart ass answer and i gotta roll back and be like whoa whoa, wait 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 wait. let's have a conversation so um yeah no we've had conversations it's you know i'm explaining to her you know find what you want to do you don't have to you know there's, there's you know when i was growing up i had to go to college and i school was you know my brother my older brother lives in Boston and he was, he's a big wig in social services for children, the children's advocate. And he, he, um, he, he could ace any test. I mean, I, you know, without even trying, but me, I had the, fo- I mean, the focus wasn't there. I was just off. Where am I going to go next? I think I'm going to go to Scotland, you know, <laughs> or I remember, you know, I'm like, I'm plotting to this, you know, everything I'm, wasn't paying attention. Damn sure wasn't paying attention, you know, in political science class. So, um, it was a struggle. School was a struggle for me, but I did it to get the degree because that was expected of me, you know, my family, my mom. Um, and, you know, I'm absolutely, she's, you know, I'll be doing the same to her, <laughs> my daughter, but you know, if you want to go to a trade school, absolutely. You know, I mean, there's there is no, but you you have to keep learning. You have to keep learning. You have to keep moving towards something. You know, I can't just, I'm a, you know, think I'm annoying now, kid. Wait until you're just sitting here, you know, and you're just in, you know, happy with some dead end job. No, uh-uh. You're gonna be learning a trade. I, I lived in Australia for a spell as a student exchange, um, for, during for a student exchange program, and they in Australia they would have these um like PE scores, or you know, you take the test and you pass the test, you can go to the university. If you don't, you're going to a trade school. That's pretty, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. Oh, wow. I thought that was genius. I was like, Man, yeah, that kind of makes it so you are. You're going to be, you gotta a, be
1: a productive member of society either way.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what I need to be. I, I firmly yeah. believe that. So, yeah, and that's what I explained to her. And, you know, as long as you learn something, doing something, whatever it is, just love what you're doing you know, and then that's going to change, you know, it's okay to change it up too. But she, uh, she loved welding, she loved it. And that was the, that, that was, the these two women welders snatched her up and asked her if she wanted to learn how to weld. And I've got pictures, they, they took pictures, thank God. They took pictures and there she is with her hood on and she's running a bead, you know, there's stick welding. And she's still got her purse on, you know, she's got a little purple purse and it's like, that's, but on the way home, you know, I just looked in the rear view mirror and I said, so what, what do you think? She, you could see the wheels turning in her head. And, that's so cool. Yeah. I was so proud. I was so, that just melted me right there. I'll never forget that moment and the look on her face. Like, wow, there's, there's that's. it's, you know, not a dirty, icky, you know, kind of situation. It's a, uh, I'm creating something. I'm like, yeah, you're, he uses metal, kid. It's, you know, and you can make anything. You can make so many things with that, you know, and learning that skill. Um, you know, so she was, she wants to go back. And the next time we go, awesome. uh, I'll, you know, I'll Mary, put a hat on and get her in a tank and show her what that's about. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Please but that, that Women in Welding Day was amazing. They, the, the Ocean Corp really. Brian, he they, they really pulled that out. That was amazing. There were twenty eight women there. Um nice. and yeah, they, they had me speak. I don't remember I don't remember I don't remember what I was blabbering about because I was so medic you know, the the pneumonia and whatnot. It was a long day. It knocked me on my ass for a couple days afterwards for sure. But oh, wow. totally worth it. And I'd like to build on that one with them and bring in, you know, local area, you know, kids, girls that, you know, next time they do something like that. So local area girls that that maybe aren't going to go that path of, of, you know, going to college, you know, or not knowing what they want to do. Just just to be exposed to something else that's out there for them. And these women are They're, They're doing it. And they're badass. And they're roaring in their industry. And they're on social media. And they're Pick an ass and you know confident young confident women and that's what that's what i like seeing and i love my daughter seeing being around that and she said mama i felt so comfortable there i was running around and, you know she just had a great time so yeah it was a excellent event excellent uh all the way around
1: and I tell you what, I met some amazing, uh, female divers in, in my line of work. You know, I've, I've, I've worked with them, met them. Um, I've met some amazing, you know, female welders. Um, the big thing it's, it's not the gender that keeps you down a lot of times it's the attitude, you know, and it's the culture. So once that culture changes and the attitude of our females changes that you can do, certain things then i think we're going to make some real progress especially in the trades you know i'm a huge advocate i've got a daughter i've got two daughters you know one just kind of interrupted me here and johnny's got a daughter as well Mm -hmm. so all you divers out there that have daughters give them another option they don't just have to go into clerical or office work you know if they've got here and i'm speaking i'm preaching to the choir right now a lot of us have daughters that have that grit that have got that blue collar attitude that have got that I'm going to beat up anybody that stands in my way type of attitude, feed that, foster that. And if they want to get into the trades, whether it be welding or diving, help them out, you know, okay. Marnie, introduce them to Marnie, introduce them to other, you, you know, female divers or female leaders that have taken, you know, the, the helm, you know, and, 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 uh, I applaud you for doing stuff like that, Marnie I do to do oh. that welding, you know, uh, thing at Ocean Corp was, was totally amazing. I mean, you inspired even, your own yeah. daughter
3: there. Yes, and even, that's what I was going to say, even, even yes, divers, I, I always made jokes about, you know, divers who had daughters. It's like, a lot of divers have daughters. You know, I don't know if it's because your balls are cold and wet all the time. I don't know, but... It's because it's <laughs> cold
1: and wet, for sure.
3: <laughs> I think it's a temperature thing, I don't know. But a lot of times, end up having daughters. But to me, that's like karmic junk. Just karma having it its way, you know. What I mean,
2: oh
3: yeah, you <laughs> like you deserve to have daughters. That's right. especially
1: Johnny. Yeah, I, Johnny. <laughs> I wanted,
2: I wanted a daughter.
3: Yeah. Well, even if they're not, even if they're not, like I know plenty of guys that are always like, "Yeah, my daughter's so tough and all this." My daughter is, like I said, the polar opposite of me. You know, I mean, she she plays with the dolls, and she, you know, she's doing like loves playing and stealing my makeup and stuff like that. And she loved welding. So, you know, and, it, and I think historically speaking, people almost look down at the trades, you know, where it's like, no, you're going to go to school and you're going to do this. At least where I come from, up in Boston, the East Coast, maybe a little more tight up there. But, you know, with education obviously is is key, it's critical. It's going to give you the edge in life. and and, and but, Absolutely. But there's also, you know, people that just don't want to go that route. You don't, you know, as long as you're learning something and don't and don't not show your daughter how to weld. If you got a welder in your garage, or I mean, by how we teach your kids, you know, put a hat on them in the pool and stuff like that. It's just show them this, this neat shit that we do. Um, and I think it's just not a traditional, you know, obviously not a, a traditional female, you know, role or something that um, girls grow up learning or knowing I mean I remember my mom flooring me when I was a little girl and that was obviously a different era but you know I remember the first time I, I thought I could do anything I, I was still I could grow up and be anything I wanted to be and that's how I proceeded in life and but I do remember my mom telling me she's like well you know what are you doing I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be a football player. I remember just saying that it came out of my mouth I didn't really even necessarily mean it I'm not sure even, but I, I remember this moment because she said you can't and I was like what and so oddly enough the first gender bias like comment that was made to me hey you know uh, that was, this is my daughter right here
2: <laughs> Whoa!
1: This is my
3: daughter Mia <laughs> love the
1: sweater I love, I love Selena myself Selena's
3: Lina
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're now a star. You're an official bottom dwellers uh, guest.
3: <laughs> we we're just talking about you and how you learned how to weld. What do you mean? The you loved it, and how thing just... There
2: we go. <laughs> <laughs> and I got just got that school today. Then the from the PE coach, male, and he was a substitute. And then the like Miss Carol's, mat, my math teacher, her boss came in and looked at me and said I was completely uh, like they're appropriate and whatnot. And then he got ended up being fired for like, being mean to the girls. Wow, that's a whole sounds lot like a
3: busy day at school. Oh, no, right. wow. I accidentally got in was- the so in
1: the same well, okay. some, same day, you got the gym coach fired and got proposed to, and hand sanitizer in your eye. I love you. All, like, wow. <laughs> that's <laughs> wow. a typical day in middle school, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that's well, awesome. Well, uh, well but this this has been super great, and I'm really glad that you were able to come onto our show. And uh, I hope it's not going to be the last time. I hope that uh, next time we have a, uh, you, you know. A, a, a spot that we can get you on that you would uh, say yes to. And I don't have to track you down like I did.
3: But, uh, <laughs> you got, you got a direct like bat line now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, now we got the direct bat line, that red phone. Okay. okay. Perfect. All right. Awesome. But yeah, Marnie, it was great, you know, being able to, to get to know you um, yes. and letting our listeners get to know you and mm-hmm. hear some of the, the triumphs and the struggles and, and some of the, uh, just the way things are. You know, yeah. from from you. So, I'm glad that you're still in the business. MadCon's awesome, and they definitely got a gem in their office. And uh, yeah, like Thank I said, it'd be great to have you on again in the future.
3: Absolutely, yeah. anytime, anytime. And it was great talking to you guys. You know, Johnny, gotta simmer down a little bit in the background.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, but you know me. <laughs> I'm the crazy one here. <laughs> He's yeah. sitting there doing lines and drinking and stuff. See, there's no video to these shows, so he's like they're doing crazy stuff. You guys don't even know. You don't even. Know. That's
2: good stuff. And Bye. Anyhow,
1: anyhow, it's been great, and I'm sorry about talking about lines in front of your daughter. She doesn't right. know what nice, about. real nice. <laughs> you know, did we hear? <laughs> <laughs>
2: you
1: did we hear? She's tuned they it hear. out.
2: She's no. No. I gotta go figure such, out up,
1: such trash those divers are all trash i really don't know what we're doing with this show
2: <laughs> but,
1: but like i said i'm really glad you were able to come on because we you know we've been having we've been wanting to have an episode like this for a while too so you know there's definitely uh struggles that 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 people go through and uh you know, it's, 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 it's not just gender, you know, it's not just religion. It's not just, you, you know, your color, your skin, you know, we all have struggles that we all have to go through. It doesn't matter who you are. And, and it's good to hear that. And it's good to see how you overcame some of that stuff. That way the person behind you can, mm-hmm. you know, take your advice and be able to overcome those things. You know, like I said, it, it we all have our own little special place in this damn world and universe you know it's just a matter of how we navigate it and if we got somebody behind there that mapped it out for us sure makes it a heck of a lot easier to get through you know
3: yeah it's just share the knowledge you know fair i mean is what's the point in going through half the crap you go through if you're not going to share the knowledge um you know and the world's a crazy place and it's <laughs> you know just need to stay positive and, and help each other out it's uh you know, it's not necessarily. It can be a competition, but it doesn't need to be. You know, you don't need to break each other down.
1: Yeah.
3: Build each other up, and that would, that makes everybody successful.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect way to end it, mm-hmm. Marnie. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can meet you next time I go to Texas. We have a yeah, big fat think. Texas episode. It'll be pretty awesome. Get get less okay. out there. Get Marnie out there. Get some other uh, Texans out there. Do a live show. You know, Good. that's one of our type well, things here.
3: Yeah. Dude, ranch.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Big old party <laughs> at Les's ranch would be awesome.
3: I'll bring my telescope. That's Heck what I really yeah. want. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, that's stuff. awesome. Well, do you have anybody else that you want to plug before we go here? No. I... Uh,
3: no, no, not that you put me on the spot. No, I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all I'm thinking about is, did my kid really get a gym coach fired? <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> I want to hear the was, end of it that it was, story like that. <laughs> I know seriously that's why we're shutting it down I want to hear the end of that story but there's pocket. a lot of other you know organizations I know the uh, Women in Welding yes, that's where yes. I, I I first heard, heard heard about your story and and, and uh, they're great go ahead and follow them on Instagram and uh, Ocean Corp you know is awesome too they have been hosting several uh, in, in-doc courses or in-doc days to where they've been able to uh, bring a lot of these, you know, welding titans and welding giants to uh, try out underwater welding. Um, so those are two, two companies to plug. And then MadCon, of course, oh, you know, yes. which is an amazing company. Um, go ahead and look and at them. They're their hiring, right, Marnie?
3: Yes, we are hiring. We're hiring U.S.-based divers um, and tenders as well. And um, I've, I've got it plastered on my... Facebook and on LinkedIn. Um, You know, rates have been going up and we've got the work. We've got work. By all means, come on, give us a call.
1: There you go. If you have a working and willing spirit, give Madcon a call and tell Mm -hmm. them that the Bottom Dweller sent you. I guarantee you, you're going to turn some heads. If you say, Hey, I heard about you guys from the bottom dwellers dive shack podcast. It's not going to get you a job, but you will turn heads. You might get I fired. Can guarantee that yeah. you're either going to turn ahead and puke
2: or turn ahead
1: and get ignored, but uh, you will get somebody's attention by mentioning the show, you know, whether it's good or bad. Other than that, I want to thank uh, thank Johnny for for being on, and of course uh, Fred X uh, as our audio producer, and uh, Marnie, our guest of honor, the first uh, female SAT diver, which is a pretty big deal. But you know, at the end of the day, we're all divers.
3: How about that? Oh yeah, one, one That was a nice way to. And I'm gonna bust all over that. I forgot and. Rebecca Fonten is an author and she wrote a book and it's called Breaking the Gas Ceiling and it's all women in the industry who have who have who've made it in the industry and just from pilots to um engineers. I've got a chapter in there. Um but yeah, if uh if you're a woman coming into the industry, by all means, you know, you might this is a good book for you to pick up. It's inspirational to, for for women, I think, uh, coming in the industry to know that there's a uh, there's many many successful women in here. So that's, that's
1: amazing. Again, it's part about changing the culture and attitudes, saying that yes, you can do it, and you should if you want to. You yeah,
2: know.
1: perfect. Very good. Awesome. <laughs> well, great talking with the Marnie. Um, This has been a great episode of the Bottom Doors Dive Shack and I thank you so much again and I thank our listeners and uh, all you future female divers including uh, my daughter who I'm trying to push a little bit to be Mm -hmm. a diver engineer but uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. So thanks a lot. This is LB Diver. Johnny, take us out. Excuse me? (laughs) I don't do that. God oh, damn it. All right. Well, I screwed that up. You're supposed to say, this is Johnny out. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. No All way. Right. I have a reputation. I know. See, we, we have the worst intros or outros in the business. I just want you to know that. What? worst outros for podcasts in the business so we're still trying to feel it out I thought Johnny was gonna come up with a zing. no I don't have any of those sure. now. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode of the bottom dwellers dive Shack. make sure you like and follow on our social media pages on Instagram and Facebook please share this podcast with your friends or anyone interested in commercial diving the only way that uh, we can make this successful is if we do get a lot of people that are listening we get more listeners we get more sponsors and that means more free stuff for you guys. That's right, we are hooking up all of our diver brothers and sisters in the trade. And uh, if you keep sharing and liking, we're able to do that a lot more. Our Instagram is at Bottom Dwellers DS. Our Facebook is Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack. And you can always like and follow me at LB Diver on both. The Bottom Dwellers Dive Shack is available on all podcast platforms Apple, Spotify, Anchor. We also have it streaming on our website at thebottomdwellers.com. So keep listening, keep it safe, keep it salty. This is LB Diver, out.